Welcome to Return to Oswald. I'm Derek. As always, I'm joined by Brandon and Scar. I think last time I asked Scar how he was doing first, and I want to be fair. So, Scar, how are you doing today? <laughs> Dick. Um, I'm great. <laughs> I'm great. Um, a lot happened in this episode. A lot of dumb things that happened. A lot of predictable things happened. Man, a whole lot of shank talk. Like, yes. I felt like this was Oz. Shank talk. Welcome to Shank Talk. My name's Rob. <laughs> Brandon, how are you doing today? For 45 minutes of this show, I was ready to quit the show. This was a jump to shark episode. It was fucking horrible. Oh, no, that, ha- that hasn't happened yet. I'm a, I'll tell and you. Then, and then the last 15 minutes happened with Beecher and Stillinger, and I, like, and I loved it. You know, that that really did redeem the episode for me. And I do want to, before we start, give a shout out. I want to say that um, J.K. Simmons, even if he didn't win the ep- I think he won the episode to me because he found peace within his pain. Um, also, because the, the scenes that he had were fucking incredible. They were like, he's a Omni-Man is that dude. <laughs> yes, sir. Um. But this episode was season four, episode 12, uh, Cuts Not Like a Knife, um, in which Augustus walks us through every type of shank that they have. Like, like Augustus went through the shanks almost like um, Sesame Street doing, these are the people in your neighborhood, in your neighborhood. <laughs> the Dick Van Dyke, like, these are the shanks in your bedroom. Um but yeah, the show started off shitty. I didn't think I was gonna get there. Honestly, I didn't. I didn't think I was gonna make it that far. I was ready to cash out a long time before. Um, Alvarez literally snitches the Leo about how Morales won't let him into the group unless he kills Redding, and Leo's like, "That's not enough snitching. <laughs> That's not enough. I can get him for conspiracy whenever. He'll still be in odds, and we'll still have drugs. Get me something I can use." I mean, that's the truth, right? Like, it doesn't, it it just gives him a longer sentence. It doesn't change anything. But he didn't tell Alvarez what he wanted from him. He just said, you're going to be my snitch. So when he comes with information, he's like, that's not good snitching. That's insufficient snitching right there. What the fuck do you want from me, Ernie? What do you want? Huh? So Alvarez is like, if you don't, or... Leo's like, if you don't get this done in a couple of days, I'm going to throw you in solitary. You're going to write the fuck back. Okay, so now Alvarez is on the clock. Miguel then goes to Morales and tells him, yo, Leo wants me to snitch on you, but I could be a double agent for you, dog. Like, I can help you out by giving him the information that you want him to know. And Morales is like, yeah, that's good, except for one thing. I don't want him to know shit. And Alvarez is like, well, then you can give him misinformation. It's like a misrepresentation of what you actually want to do. So you can be like, tell Leo, I'm going to sell drugs by the elevator shaft. And actually, you're selling drugs in the lunchroom. And he'll have his cops going all in the wrong spots. Right, right. And Morales like, no, fuck you, dude. Like, it doesn't work for me either. Yeah, I'm good. For, I'm good on that. He's and like, that yo, was... j- just just get ready to go back to the hall, or else get stabbed up. Because I'm good on all your stupid ass information. If he was willing to kill someone 
no reason. He might as well killed the person Morales wanted and got in. I mean, it worked for fucking Mobe. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, so then this motherfucker, Alvarez, who I guess has run out of run plum out of ideas, goes to Reading. That's his next step. He goes to Reading and he tells Reading, hey, um, so Morales wants me to kill you, but I don't really want to. I don't want to kill nobody no more. Women, 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 women. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I don't want to kill nobody no more. Uh, I don't want to kill no more. I'm delivered. <laughs> This is not funny. And I, I don't bad. kill men's no more. I feel bad for you in bringing that up. But <laughs> this scene happens. I want to talk to you, boss. We got no business with you. Morales wants you dead. There ain't no headline. He's ordered me to do the deed. I see. I don't want to have to spill any more blood than I already done, man. Still don't see what it is you want. Bitch. Augustus, shut the fuck up. Like, why the fuck is Augustus talking about, I don't see what, I still don't see what you want. Little bitch, you sit your ass down before I Sparta kick you in the chest and flip your chair over. I didn't know when I was watching this initially (laughs) that somebody in Oz was listening to my suggestions. (laughs) And would take it seriously later on. But... Just because you sitting amongst the wolves don't make you anything more than a one-legged poodle. Nigga, Alvarez will give you a wedgie right now and you won't do shit. Exactly. And like what happens later is like the most hilarious shit, bro. See, what happens later is literally, and, and I'll get to it later on, but it is so soul cleansing for me. Like I felt good about that shit. Okay, let's go. You take out Morales. You're playing a dangerous game, son. Betraying your own skin. Hey, they betrayed me first, man. No doubt. But the trouble with getting in bed with a traitor is you never know when he might betray you. I appreciate your offer, but we're gonna have to decline. Decline. For what it's worth, Burr declines everybody who wants him to you know, do who wants to work with him, right? He don't want to do shit but wash his clothes and run the black folks. Yep. He is. I mean, but but that's also like a, a, a smart way to think about it. It's just like, yeah, like you betraying your people. How long is it going to be before you betray me? I mean, it's so, like a cheater what? sleeping with somebody. How long is it going to be before they cheat on you? Yeah. Real talk. So Alvarez gets told, nah, we're good. Like, I don't trust you, and I'm not worried about them. So that equals no big deal. And so... And then somebody in the writer's room was like, all right, so this isn't really working. So how do we get him the fuck out of the paint as fast as possible? And this is how they get him out. (laughs) Apparently, the Latinos still have beef with Alvarez for shanking Carlo. And I would be, too. I mean, Carlos was getting a fruit basket every fucking week without fail, and he never ate any of it. He just gave it all away like a little-ass Latino Santa Claus and shit. 
So a random ass dude who literally, I don't know if y'all saw this the way I saw it, but if y'all watch Oz, listeners, first of all, thank you so much for checking us out. We greatly appreciate it. Secondly, go to like four minutes and 25 seconds in see in episode 12, Cuts Like a Knife. The dude that talks to Alvarez literally looks like an asshole with long hair. Like his lips are so big and he's so pale that he just looks like a butthole with long hair. And what this butthole does is he tells Alvarez that when Chico gets out the hospital, they're going to fuck him up for killing Carlo. Why the fuck are the people f- still telling people in advance what they're going to do to a nigga? Exactly. So Alvarez, you got like, to put the fear of God in them. That's how you <laughs> handle things to us. Nigga, you got to look at your lines before you start oh, line count. How many lines have I had in this entire series? The fear of God, I mean, it comes in easier. And like you send him in his own mind when you just say, hey, bro, we ain't forgot what you did. And leave it at that and walk the mm-hmm. fuck away. Hey, nigga, I miss the mangoes. Yeah, they used to bring mangoes, nigga. I used I to like bring me. pineapple. I liked them pineapples, man. I Carlos like got killed. Ain't, ain't no more. Ain't no more jicama. <laughs> they brought some. They brought some papaya, nigga. Do you know what papaya tastes like? Nobody does, but nigga, I know. Man, I miss that shit. He didn't even have bananas. He had plantains. Do you know what those are? They big ass bananas. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, missed missed that shit, dog. How do he didn't even have apples, my nigga? He had fucking dragon fruit, apricots, nigga. Do, do you know what apricots are? I ain't never even heard of an apricot before he started having his people bring them shits in. So I'm not racist, but I realized somewhere along the line that white peaches taste better than the yellow. <laughs> <laughs> so this nigga tells alvarez we gonna stab you the fuck up as soon as chico gets out of the hospital because he got stabbed the fuck up first and so alvarez is like brat brat where your niggas at and pulls out his shank and literally two-step motion to this random ass nigga and slits his throat this was so stupid. Yeah, oh, it was. was stupid. If Alvarez slits his throat, he's going back to solitary. Yep. Or he, probably- he could just tell the order, send me back to solitary. I can't get in. And then you don't have to kill a nigga. You don't have to get another life, a life sentence. Because that's exactly what should happen. He should be getting a life sentence. Plus, he stabbed a cop. He sliced the cop's hand, which the salt on a, on a CO, which should probably have him in there for ever. But but I mean, you really think that his escape attempt didn't add <laughs> a whole lot of <laughs> right? That nigga um, was already forget, doing the buck. He Rogers. only had never forget he only had four years for probation. To I mean, four four years to parole, and then his baby when this died. first started. Yep. Let's see how did his life go? <laughs> this is your life, Alvarez. The nigga would have been fine, but then he stabbed. The, he took the uh, CO's eyes out. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. So yeah, that's why he escaped because that probably gave him what twenty years. 
Probably. Man, it had to have given him more than that. You take a nigga's eyes out, you got to do at least 30. No, Where's Augustus years, on least... these? Augustus should be doing updates. Like, every time somebody does something, he should just pop up like, nah, yeah. nigga, now we got another 5 to 10. <laughs> Pretty much. We That's don't just know assault. How... With it a ain't deadly assault. Weapon. It's assault with a deadly weapon and attempted. That's that maiming. has to be attempted. That's maiming, ain't it? I don't know if picking someone's eyes out is attempted murder. Can that kill you? It's maiming. It, I would say it's maiming. Some yeah, sort probably of about mutil- 20 years. Some sort probably of probably got another 10 years for escaping prison. <clears throat> okay, Google. In California, how many years do you get for maiming someone? According to Wikipedia, in other states where laws defining mayhem are in place, the maximum punishment for mayhem is generally around 10 to 20 years, and mandatory minimum terms of imprisonment may also apply, depending on the laws of the state. God damn. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Google. You did that. Shut the fuck up. I wasn't talking to you that time. Google. Just be listening at the wrong time. Just nosy. Special guest star, nigga. (laughs) Hey, I got both of them sitting right here with me, though. They both work for me. Um, So, yeah, he he gone. He gone on him before this even happened. Plus, if you get caught trying to escape, that's why I'm still shocked that um, Agamemnon gets treated so nicely. Because if you get caught trying to escape, they should just tack another 10 years on immediately. I think Agamemnon is just harmless. So they don't like whatever. Yeah, he's he the type of nigga that'll escape and then immediately go to Miss Sally's house and stand outside of her door like a stupid motherfucker. Right. So, anyways, <laughs> the nigga that Alvarez stabbed didn't even get a chance to get a random ass story, though. Bro, we didn't even get a name. Did he even say his name? No, so I'm giving him one. Hey, Johnny. Yo, I'll be with y'all in a minute. I got to go talk to Alvarez about Carlo, a guy hey. that no one here remembers or cares about, but random ass me. If, if, is it weird or is it is it racist if I tell you that you you probably should change that to Juan? Juanito. 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 And nigga Juanito mm-hmm. got his shit split. And that shit happened so fast. It's like he was like motherfucking like fucking the matrix or some shit like he did that shit so smooth and like it was like a video game it it was you know i've been playing a lot of def jam fight for new york and it was like one of those reversals my nigga like he like moved to the left and right and just got behind the nigga oh and by the way a side note any special move you do in def jam fight for new york murders the other person yes that should be that should be murder. There's no way that they they should be able to get up from that. There's literally a move where you pile drive somebody so their neck lands at an angle, and then you kick that nigga square in the back so hard that his back bends into the letter C. Just saying. I mean, that, scoliosis is the only way that that your back is supposed to curve like that. Also, I'm I'm just stalling because the next thing that happens is that Miguel's back in solitary, and for some fucking reason, this nigga's playing with his motherfucking shit. Well, I mean, they're probably just leaning on the fact that, like, okay, so he's back here. This is the writer's room speaking. Like, you know, uh, okay, so we we 
none of this shit works. So we had to get him back in his room. But we also have to re uh, introduce people to the fact that while he's in there, he kind of goes crazy a little bit. So like immediately he just takes a shit, grabs it and starts smearing it over the walls and shit. So like, it's it's, it's like I get it walls and on the bars and this is like literally within five minutes of him going back in he smeared it on the bars and then he smears it on his face and there's like corn in it and you can see the corn my nigga and it's like it's like you know you can't leave right you know you 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 know you gotta sit there Brandon I know you got thoughts about the shit on the wall it's literally the the, the shit is on the wall Brandon uh, I don't want to think about that. Brandon, it was on the wall. It was pretty disgusting. And it wasn't even television. It was smell of vision, Brandon. It was on, the writing was on the wall. I guess he went crazy again. They said if he goes into the solitary, he's gonna go crazy. But immediately, and they rubbed yeah. it on the bars too. But I mean, it's the writers' room. They're terrible. They're just like, oh, when he's in here, he's crazy. So we need to establish this shit immediately. I can't exactly. see it. I like try to look down. That this was a Jump the shark episode. This was the start of it, and it continues scene after scene after this. Not yet. Mm, I was. I looked. It was horrid. It was bad. He like rubbed it on his face and in his eyes, and that's how you get pink eye. I thought it was when someone farts on your pillow. Nigga, if you get it from farting on your pillow, what the fuck you think's gonna happen? When somebody rubs shit in their eyes. I was joking, dude. We don't know. I know you're joking. We don't know. What it made me think of, though, was that nigga from Class Act. He was like, I'm going to throw up chicken grease and <laughs> gravy. And <laughs> now I want to throw up just thinking about throwing up. Dougie Doug. So, anyways, they pan out of this nigga literally rubbing shit everywhere and they show Boost Mollis who's still in solitary confinement. You're watching them. For trying to escape. Watching them. And Bob goes and lets Norma know that Boost Mollis is in solitary confinement for trying to escape. And they don't know how long he's going to be in there. But guess how long he's in there? Literally like 10 minutes because Bob says he's going to go talk to Leo about it. And what does he say to Leo? He says, and I quote, Leo, I've been, I'm paraphrasing here. Leo, I've been in this motherfucker for 35 years. I've seen riots. I've seen murders. I ain't cared about a son of a bitch in any of those 35 years, Leo. But this is my nigga. Let my nigga go free. I ain't asked you for shit in 35 years. This is my dog. Let him walk the yard. And Leo's That's like, I feel point. you, my dude. Huh? That's a great point. What, that I've been selfish to... for 35 years and this is the one dude I care about, so let him go even though he tried to escape twice? Selfish? What? This is, say selfish this is like literally Rebido saying... I'm being selfish for the first time here. I'm caring about somebody past myself. You should care too. Yeah, that's good. You say selfish like that's a pejorative in prison. Okay, cool. Brandon, I haven't asked anybody for $3,000 in my 41 years of life. Can I have $3,000? 
Are you in prison? I am the prisoner not having three thousand dollars. <laughs> Reaper does basically saying, "Hey man, I've been here with a bunch of shitty fucking people for thirty five years. This dude has a digging problem, but he's not a shitty person. Let the man get married." It's like that 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 skit that's on Thirty Six Chambers. Okay, what's what's going on, man? Chilling, chilling. Hey, man, I never call and I ask. I never ask you for anything, but I need to hear that Wu Tang joint. Like he's like basically like I never ask you for anything. I never said anything. I never stood up for nobody. But right now, I need to hear that Wu Tang joint. I really miss my nigga, and like he doesn't deserve this. And that's basically what it was. Like some. And I mean, I get it. And Glenn's like, yeah, he made me look bad by escaping, but goddamn, you're right. He's not fucking doing it. Like, they put that man in solitary confinement. Because he gave him an ultimatum. Like, nigga, if I see you digging another hole, I'm going to put you in the hole. And then he dug another hole. As far and as then, he knew. And then Rebido so says this. I miss him too. While holding Norma's hand, by the way. So the uh-huh. He had that look. Busmala mm-hmm. started digging the tunnel before he agreed not to. It's a lovely story, Ribadol, but why should I believe you? Because you know me, Warden. I've been in Oz for 35 years. I've seen murders, riots, had a hundred different cellmates. Not once have I stepped up on another person's behalf. I've survived by being uninvolved. Busmalas deserves better. <sighs> okay. But no more goddamn tunnels. I've had a hundred different cellmates, and I've let all of them go to their doom. I have not given a fuck about anybody but myself 100 times out of 100. Good. So when I tell you that the one motherfucker that I've been locked up with who's actually a threat to your infrastructure needs to be freed, you should listen to me. The nigga's name is The Mole. He's not going to change, ladies and gentlemen. I've been locked up for 35 years with a bunch of terrible, horrible rapists, killers, fucking pillagers, and the worst scum of the earth. This dude has a digging problem, and that's it. Let that man free. <laughs> right? That's what he said. Get this nigga a sandbox and let him out. <laughs> you can't build tuggles anymore. You can only make And Glenn cash. said, and Glenn was like. You're right. You're right. You're right. Mean, you're right. He's not about to. Out of all the people we do favors for in this prison, I can't let this man get married because he did, because he made me look bad. He put fucking Alvarez back in public just so he can snitch on him after all the horrible shit Alvarez but, did. But that was Alvarez's idea. Like, we make it to seem like the, he, remember, he called the warden to him and said, yo, you let me out of here, I'll be your snitch. Yeah, and that was good enough? Alvarez so, called him. That was good enough for Glenn? That was good enough for Glenn? Then Reberdo's plea should be good enough for Glenn, which it was. I mean, Alvarez really did run up to him like, yo, I'll do whatever you want. I'll do what I'd never want to do. I'll be a snitch if you let me out because I'm going crazy. And 
Leo was like, I know that you being in solitary drives you crazy. So I'm going to dangle it over your head. And then I'm not going to accept any of the information you try and give me. And stress you out. So then you do something completely extreme. That part about the dude, about Johnny running up on it. I'm sorry. About what, what we say his name was. Juanito. That thing about Juanito running up on him. Random as fuck. But it's not going to discount the fact that Leo really had him in a can't-win situation that Alvarez placed himself into. Yes, Alvarez placed himself into this box, into the situation where he can't win, but Leo's literally changing the rules on him every single time and would have continued to, and it would have never stopped, which is why, again, the story writers were like, let's just let this go now because we've written ourselves into a corner. These two don't like each, each other enough for Leo to actually let him run free. I'm, I'm hold on Juanito. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, no, you're not. So the next yeah. thing that happens is that, uh, they're in a meeting, the COs and, and Tim and sister Pete and, and Leo, and, and they're talking about the medication, the, the, the trials that are going on. And I got to say, Tim got a good goddamn point. Now, the Weigert Corporation has developed a pill which causes the body to age at a faster pace than normal. So, we give this drug to a prisoner, he ages the number of years that he was supposed to have served, and then we let him go. But that whole fucking process invalidates the whole purpose of our jobs. Tim's right, you take a killer at 20 who's in for 20, you give him the pill, bingo, he's 40, but he's still a cold-blooded murderer. This drug doesn't factor in rehabilitation. This drug is the ultimate admission of our failure. It says that we can't redeem these men and we shouldn't even try. We gotta pull the plug on this project now. Leave it to you, Tim, to turn a personal disagreement between us into some self-righteous crusade. He's making speeches because he didn't want the O'Reilly brothers included. Did he, though? Regardless, he's yes um, yes and no, because he made an objection before. When with the original conversation about this, he made an objection. So, yes, and then he he made a vow to make sure to shut this shit completely down when the O'Reilly brothers were when she wanted to involve them. But he he had his objection from the jump. Okay. He's also the thing about McManus is that for 2000, this was probably the best you could ask of a white man. Although when it comes to prison, through all the bullshit he does, his, he's been very consistent since the first episode of this show of I'm not for how prison has been the last 200 years. I may not know the exact way to do this correctly, but I know what we've been doing ain't right. And at least I can, we can try something different so that prison is not just a place where people come when they do something fucked up and then they stay and then they go. Like, if I can try to make these people better so that they don't come back, then that should be the goal, even though, it, I don't know, I guess the show's trying to tell us that people who go to prison are fucked up and they can't become better. If I had lost track of what the show wants us to believe, because the whole point of Oz is to rehabilitate people and prove that 
people are humans, they can become better. But the but show they, keeps telling us that these people are the, the worst people in the and, world. And, and they that's literally Dr. say it. Dr. Nathan, Dr. Nathan would be like, yeah, for as long as all y'all motherfuckers been here, have y'all ever helped anybody? That wasn't Dr. Nathan. I that it was, was Dr. Claire. Oh, 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 it was I'm Claire. Sorry, he has. Yeah, Valid Claire. points? Which of you can stand up and claim that you've actually turned one of these fucks around? How does that work? All we do is move them through the system. Bring them in, we lock them up, we let them out. At least with this pill, we don't get stabbed in the process. If you're so afraid it'll work, Lepresti, go back to selling used cars. You see? Don't be an asshole. This isn't just about me. Now, wait a minute. You instigated this. Uh, Enough! I'll call the commissioner and express your concerns. But until he decides to yank the plug, the program continues. So, the program continues. Nobody looks like they're being affected by it at all. Except... Ryan is talking to Gloria and he's like, hey, when I get all wrinkled, will you still love me? Because I'll still love you. And she's like, next. And then we see Cyril. And Cyril's hair already looks like I thought his hair was going to start falling out. But he says to um, Gloria, I got a tummy ache. And so they have him go back to his uh, cell and lay down. And he lays down. And the next morning, you can see that his hair is hella gray. And he's like, I don't feel good. And they have given the one person in this place with brain damage. They've also decided to go ahead and make him age. How did we not see this coming? Like, who who didn't see this coming? I I mean, and uh, like, it seems like, and when when they started talking about the placebos, like, Mm -hmm. I didn't, I don't remember much of this. Like, you know, from the times that I've watched this before, um, because none of these are really high points. No. Worth remembering. No. Um, you but, mean like the fact that there's an actual pill that exists that just aged that man 40 years in a fucking night? <laughs> right. In a in night, one, my in one nigga. Night. And what the gradual. fuck? What in the fuck? Okay, so so I'm, I'm literally scratching my hand on this one. Um... Oh, yeah. Also, Gloria still grilled the fuck out of Tim after the meeting was over. So I think I was thinking that he should probably avoid asking her out to dinner. Um, but he didn't have to. Yeah. So Gloria, Cyril, uh, Ryan finds out that Cyril's now old and he's like, yo, I thought we were both going to get old. If I'm not going to get old and you need to stop giving this shit to Cyril right now because I don't agree to this shit at all. And once again, Ryan has fucked up Cyril's life. Gloria's like, nope, y'all signed an agreement. I ain't letting nobody out of this motherfucker. And Ryan's like, I don't care. And he tells Cyril that they're leaving. And Gloria's like, fuck that, and throws him out. Because Cyril, we got to do more tests on him. Because obviously he's aged like 40 years in a night. So now the motherfucker's talking to uh, Beecher. And he wants everybody to drop out of the program. But that doesn't go well. uh, Because Beecher tells Ryan that he's going to stick it out. And he expects that Hoyt and Robeson and... And Timmy will, too. So next thing that happens after that is that this random motherfucker is talking to Hoyt. He's talking to Hoyt about how he has pubic lice. They're like little tiny lice on his balls. He's literally talking about this shit. And you see Hoyt move away from him. He's talking about how they... He's talking about... I don't know. I don't know how he got crabs in prison, but he's talking about how they all up in his public hairs. Cyril walks well, no, by. No, it's from the pills. Yes. Oh, that's the result. 
I didn't know that that was a side effect. Mm -hmm. You could probably also get crabs from, I got crabs from getting the COVID vaccine. No, baby, don't throw me out. That's how I got, that's how I got gonorrhea. I got the COVID vaccine. Eh? No? Okay. I'll pack my stuff. So. Indeed. Cyril walks, you, y'all motherfuckers need to get that vaccine, by the way. Stop fucking around. Uh, Cyril walks by as they're talking. <laughs> Who are you talking to? Like, you said that while you were looking at me. Nigga, I've been vaccinated since April. Nigga, what? I'm talking to the listeners. They need to get no, vaccinated. No, no, but you was looking at me. Nigga, I'm looking down. into. It's a camera, bitch. That means I'm looking at Brandon, too. Brandon ain't got his camera on, so he doesn't think that you're looking at him. Brandon can see me looking, but I can't see him looking what he's looking at. Right. So that he doesn't feel like you're looking directly at him. So you feel like I'm looking into your soul, Scar? How do you feel about the COVID vaccine? Good, sir. Did it give you uh lice in your pubic hairs? No. Okay. Then there we are. I'm going to look down now so you know I'm not looking at you. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> so Cyril walks past while Hoyt and random motherfucker are talking. And they both laugh about his hair being white. And they both said that they won't happen to them because they're both bald, right? Hoyt and this random motherfucker. Hardy fucking har har. Yep, and Karma goes around laughing. And immediately mid-laugh, the random guy slams his face into the fucking table. Face plants. And it's bad acting. But it's so sudden that it seems comical. But he's literally dead. Also, it turns out the dude's name is Wick. We don't even get to find out if he's fucking related to John. But if that motherfucker did all that shit over his goddamn dog, they better resuscitate this dude with the hurry up quickness. Yeah. At this I point, John Wick was probably like nine. So that's the side effect. So that's the side effect of the damn medicine. I, we don't we don't know what the side effects are that's the that's the key like no one knows including the doctor that's administering this shit knows what the fuck this shit is actually doing to people so it causes old age pubic lice and possible brain hemorrhaging because his brain is literally coming out of his nose yes and like how do you not feel anything prior to that happening and like blood just don't pour out of your fucking nose without you noticing anything first well i mean nobody knows what death really feels like i mean at least this shit should have gave you a fucking headache or something it's turned into a comic book movie yeah nobody knows far he was laughing one minute and he was (sighs) the next pretty much also, did you notice? I don't think there are any black people who are in the actual trial. And this is two people out of five that or this is two of the five who we know of who something has happened to. Nothing's happened to Hoyt yet. Nothing happened to Beecher. Nothing happened to Ryan. So that's five people out of the 10. As far as we know, nothing's happened to Timmy. So where are the other three motherfuckers at? That's that's six out of ten. So that means that three out of the other four people, something gonna happen to their asses. Yeah, I mean, she said that like 
you know, your metabolism and some bullshit like that. She just gave him one of those doctor ass excuses when they don't mm-hmm. fucking know. So, like she did that. That was good acting because that's some same that's some same shit that a doctor will fucking tell you is. You know, maybe your metabolism and all other stuff. That's why this shit hasn't happened to you. The fuck out of here. So Tim comes to apologize to Gloria, but Gloria is now beating herself up about Wick's death. And she says, all I do is give people pills. It's like I'm a drug dealer or something. Way to be self-aware. Well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tim tries to empathize, but he doesn't even know what he is. But, but, you know, we do. He's a white guy who has enough privilege to see the camp town ladies at a black dude's funeral. The camp town. Well, he, did, he didn't have enough privilege not to, for him to get fucking fired. He got fired, got his job back. And then got promoted in the span of a few weeks. Well, maybe a few months. We don't know how the time frame works in fucking Oz. Hey, I'm not going to let you use the privilege argument here. When they hired a black man and and gave the black man free will to do whatever the fuck he wanted, including letting everybody... Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about that at all. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But what I'm saying is Tim got a a job back. He may not have gotten his job as M City back, but that's only because Quarns was already there. He got his job back, though. That's what I'm saying. That ain't privilege either. Yes, it is. Oh, really? So Quarns ran Oz into the fucking ground yes. and then got a promotion to be a fucking warden. But that was elsewhere, prison. and the warden went out of his way to make sure that he told Quarns, I told them they shouldn't have hired you. And Quarns was and like, well, I guess your them. words don't work. But, so but that's they not- also... But they had also spoken about they agreed to keep what happened under wraps. Yeah, he told he told he told he probably said, like, I don't think he's a good fit for the job, but he didn't tell them why. That's probably why he still got the fucking job. That's probably so. What I'm saying is that McManus got his job back in the same motherfucking facility. Also, McManus didn't get fired. He quit. If you remember. No, he resigned. No. He, he had resigned. If, I, I think I think that was a forced resign. That was a forced reg- resignation, and he, he got his job back. Cell block B. He did go to Unit B. Eventually, eventually, when he got his job Unit back. <laughs> but, I don't, I mean, but honestly, I don't think Leo really means to fire anybody. I think he fires people the same way that your parent tells you to go to your room, and then they see you peeking your head out the door, and they're like, "You want a sandwich?" Right. Yeah, I want a sandwich. I and mean, then all of a sudden, you right back on the floor again because he let Sister Pete back in the door. That's that's how black parents apologize. You hungry? You hungry? You want a sandwich? You want a Slurpee? Yeah. I whooped your ass, but you want a McDonald's? <laughs> they don't even say what they're getting you for McDonald's. You want a McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> you want a McDonald's? You want a McDonald's? <laughs> hey, 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 buddy. Hey, I'll give you 30 minutes on your Nintendo tonight. Uh-uh-uh, that doesn't count. Is all food related. That's how they apologize. All they do apologize related. through food. But if it's a whooping that's bad enough, they will give you time on a Nintendo and let you get a happy meal from a McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, get you, let you, give you give you time to play the Nintendo. They'll let you, you know. play the Nintendo because you you <laughs> you got you got your ass whooped and they were wrong. They're gonna let you play the Nintendo. You can play the Mario. <laughs> the Mario. <laughs> the Mario. <laughs> the Mario on the Nintendo. Because you know they can't pronounce the shit. <laughs> <laughs> if I ask my mom right now, what's the what's what's that uh, handheld system called? I got. You mean the Nintendo Switch? <laughs> Nintendo. 
That is so true. The Nintendo Switch. Um, so he, bottom line is Tim's like, I don't know what I am, except for tired and hungry. And, and Gloria is like, you want you 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 want to eat? You want to you want to you want to go to the restaurant? You want to eat? You 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 want to you want you want the McDonald's? <laughs> that was his that was his asking without asking. When he he made sure he put, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I sure could eat. Man, I don't <laughs> know what I am, but tired and hungry, which means I want to eat and I want to sleep. And she's like, I don't want to be alone tonight. I don't, I want, look, I want to do both with mm-hmm. you. With you. I want to do the things you want to do, Tim. Whatever you like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so they go from that morning being absolute enemies, cutthroat, like, you talking that shit, Tim, I'm going to stab you up, to. We could do whatever you like. I don't think we're supposed to send yeah. T.I. anymore. Like, that because, nigga should be in jail. So let's but, not say T.I. But, like, just, just like, they, they were, like, a half a second away from, oh, fuck you the fuck up. And now, all of a sudden, it's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be alone tonight. Also, <laughs> also, that's the best, um, the best, what's it called? Cutscene um, in a, in a, in a, album what's it called vignette promo um play subsection skit thank you it's the best skit in any interludes interludes the the best two interludes in any album ever is the one with the fujis when they go into the uh the chinese restaurant and the intro to Iron Man on Ghostface Killers. Um, Wrong. No, sir. Wrong. Red Man. I got a soda. Come on, dog. Like, that's the shit, dog. I no, got a soda. The greatest interlude of all time is on Dr. Dre's Chronic 2001 when he's leaving the answer machine about the woman who looks like AC Green. Yeah. <laughs> But we could we could say D's nuts. D's nuts might be one too. D's one nuts too. is iconic. D's nuts is iconic. Hey, 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 then what's his name get at you? Who? D's nuts. Oh, shut up, yep. nigga. She wasn't even mad. She was just like, you want oh. the McDonald's? <laughs> Dr. Dre makes the best interviews. And on Snoop Dogg, G's and Hustlers with Lil' Kid. I want to be a motherfucking hustler with uh mm. with Lil Bow Wow, because that yeah. was actually Lil Bow Wow. Mm. That was Lil Bow Wow, really? That was Lil Bow Wow. I want to be a motherfucking oh, hustler. Oh, shit. I didn't know you better that. better ask somebody. That <laughs> I was didn't actually know that that was Lil Bow Wow. That was actually Lil Bow Wow. I did Bow not wow. know that. 100%. I just knew that the teacher sounded like a fucking herb. That's amazing. <laughs> What's your name, Snoop? Hi, Snoop. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, they go to the McDonald's, and Cyril's old as shit now, and he looks like a combination of Ryan and fucking Johnny Knoxville. And Ryan sings him an Irish song, and Cyril smiles and goes to sleep. I thought he was going to die in his sleep. <laughs> I said, he 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 looked like the cross between the O'Reilly brothers, and you shall not pass. <laughs> <laughs> the nigga already had the long hair. <sighs> so next thing we see is Saeed giving Leroy the name of Salah Udin, which means honoring the faith. They show a cutscene of him with Adabisi getting high as a kite. 
and he wants to talk to Saeed about Adebisi, which makes Saeed go into his LeBron face. Why you want to talk? That's the face he always makes. Like, why you want to talk about Adebisi? Adebisi didn't want to save himself. He just wanted to – he he didn't want to be saved, and, and, and I didn't want to kill him, but he wanted to die. You can look in his eyes and tell he wanted to die. I, 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 up until that point, I was with Saeed. Like, and, I mean, you know, the brother could have had a death wish, but like, won't nobody there really gonna try? Mm-hmm. Like, but, but like, it was also a situation is like, no, I went there to save him. Mm-hmm. And I went there to save him from himself. He didn't want to be saved. Mm-hmm. That, that I'm with you on that part. But like, saying that, saying that he had a death wish, maybe you know some about the man that we don't know. Okay. What? Cool. That but man absolutely had a death wish. He should have been died. Adebisi did not have a death wish, though. That nigga thought he was the dumb. He thought he was smarter than everybody else in the room. Yeah, he thought he was king of the fucking world. Like, I, But he wasn't know. ready to die at any point in that Be- season. Especially because he thought that he knew so much about his situation mm-hmm. that he actually gave this dude a tape with the deeds on it. Like, if he was actually smart, he would have gave him a blank fucking tape. That but, sounds like, like a man with a death wish. But he didn't. I I think I I think that in my opinion, I should say that in my opinion, I feel like it wasn't so much a death wish as he was still conflicted and tired from his spiritual leader getting killed back at the beginning of this whole situation. Like he was still coping with that. Right, still doesn't make sense to me. I saw my father ki- get killed right over there. Right over there, me too. That's what right he. That's there. what he had said. That's, that's what he had said. He I, he saw that man as a as a father, spiritual or otherwise. He saw that man as a father. But he also and, saw he also saw Augustus in the computer. So, how much leeway are we giving this nigga? I mean, I'm just saying. I I still you know you know when he I didn't have the hat that. on, that nigga's brain was gone. Let's just put it like that. Okay. His brain was in his hat. His brain was clearly in his hat. Wherever he laid his hat was his brain. And when he died, where the fuck did his hat go now? Anyway, exactly. Um, the next thing that happens is that Salah tells Robeson that he's going to kill Saeed as soon as he can get him alone. And lo and behold, the very next moment is soon because Saeed is taking a nap and Arif's guarding the door and Arif needs How to take convenient. a piss. Right? So he leaves Leroy at the door while Arif takes a piss, and Salah doesn't even wait for Arif to go down the stairs before the nigga opens up the door to Saeed's pod with a shank. And he gets right there, and he realizes, I can't do it. I still love you! So Saeed opens up his eyes right as Salah realized that he can't do it. And he's like, you're safe. You're safe. And then he goes over and throws up on uh, Beecher's fucking chess game or card game. But the the thing is now, like, those people that you just promised something to. Mm-hmm. They're going to wonder why he ain't dead. You better Nigga. hope that Allah saves you. Allah, 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 Allah. I don't love drugs no more. Eddie... And Poet and Augustus are sitting in the uh, library when they see Jackson Bayhew. And so Eddie wants Poet to introduce him to Jackson. And so Poet does, you know, yo, what's up, Jackson? He's like, yo, what's up, my dude? 
And he's like, hey, this is Eddie Kane. <laughs> and, uh, and so Eddie is like, what's up, Jackson? And he puts his hand out. I remember when you scored all them points, like 46 against the Bulls. That was dope. And Jackson, who needs tits, is like, yo, dude, now that I'm not on parole, and he's still grilling the fuck out of uh, Augustus. And Augustus just looking at him like, yeah, I did that because Augustus is the motherfucking punk-ass motherfucker. Mm. I need them tits. And he completely ignores Jack, or he completely ignores Eddie. Um, do you know that I went back and looked and he looked at Augustus while he said, I'm stuck in this shithole for another seven years. And that buster ass nigger smirked. And yes, I used a hard ER when I said buster ass nigger. Yep. He deserved that shit. He was just a hating ass nigger. No, not a nigger. He a nigger. He did (laughs) buster ass nigger. Crab that, that crab in the motherfucking barrel. Right. Like I'm like I will go full on West Coast on this motherfucker, man. That Buster ass nigga, like he, man, get that Mark ass Buster out my motherfucking face, square ass pump. But he's over there smirking at Jackson, and I wish Jackson would have jumped over the table like Roy and or like Ray and just ugh. But he doesn't. Anyhow, Eddie gets mad because Jackson ignores him, and he realizes that he doesn't impress people, which I felt. I felt that to my chest. Every so often, you go into a room and realize, ain't nobody going to remember you when you leave this room. I don't you understand that feeling. I don't, I don't you did have not make feeling. a mark. I don't, I don't have that feeling. feeling at all. I don't have that feeling. I feel it every so often when I walk into church and talk to people who are who feel like they're above my station. I don't go to church, so maybe that's, that's, maybe that's why that's happening. Yeah. I don't go to church. Other than that, I know who I am. I know where I walk. But, you know, you talk to some folks and they just got them airs. Like, I, never, I, I don't think I've um, even even at my lowest of lows in my life that you've been you've been around for. I never felt like I have not been able to walk in a room and be a, a remarkable ass nigga. You know, I'm a remarkable ass motherfucker. No matter where I go, I'm a righteous ass bitch. But still. I know how he's feeling. I don't have to say that I'm feeling like, like I've gone through what he's set, going through in order to say, you know what? I know that what he's saying can be valid. You understand dry mouthedness is what Exactly. I ain't never had dry mouthedness because I eat a wet pussy, but I know what he's talking about. Should I say watermelon? I'm sorry. I'll redact that. My bad. Anyhow, um, he says that he's going to make these motherfuckers notice him. And he pulls out a shank and Poet is like, don't be waving that shit in my face. And Eddie says, I'm going to make these motherfuckers fear me. So the best way for him to do that is go shank McManus. McManus of all people. <laughs> McManus is like, I just got here. <laughs> like, like, damn, dog, I just got to work. Like, what is we doing right now? Like, you know, I went, I went and got me some lunch. I mean, I went and got me some dinner. You know what I mean? Might have got me a little bit of ass. I just got to work. And this nigga just roll up on the stairs and just start stabbing people. What where they do that at? They just stabbing people. I didn't even get a that chance to so eat stupid. my McDonald's. It was dumb. It was the dumbest. The other it's, dumb thing is I still don't understand at this point. Out of all the shit that happens to eyes. Why everybody was still cheering for McManus getting stabbed. He's the only person that gives a fuck about anyone there. These motherfuckers don't exactly. give a fuck about McManus. Hell no. They don't give a fuck about nobody. Like, that's one thing I picked up immediately. They don't care. 
All they want is for somebody to die or somebody to get blood. And what I don't understand in this situation, I do. You want to be important. I feel you. Whatever. Don't stab McManus. Stab Morales. Exactly. Or Pencamo. You stabbed that motherfucker. He would never get close enough to them to do it. He stood right in front of them. At the point where he stabbed McManus, he came out into the day room. They're both sitting down in their chairs watching TV. They said to him, move out of my way. Stab, stab, stab. Yeah, but he don't want race war beef. He just want respect of everybody there. You stab, stab, stab. But you, but you also stab. You kill Morales. Next, the next in line coming to get you. Yeah, yeah Morales but you, but already you, but said you, he ain't gonna come after him. But and the other stab- dude who said the other dude Juanito is dead. He, he stabbed one. He stabbed another white man. So what's the do? What's the difference? Stab, stab, stab. Yes. I mean, he's still, he's still on, he's, he's, he's now officially at the top of Schillinger's shit list. And Gloria's like, man, I'm glad I didn't have to go to McDonald's. Why is he at the top of Schillinger's shit list? Wait, what? Because he's that a white man. Schillinger don't give a fuck. Their allegiances are very, are their, their, their allegiances are very flimsy in this show. Yes. But. As evidenced by the way that they treated the governor when the governor got stabbed or shot. I and mean, by the way, they treated the governor when he got elected. They, t- they, they, the governor took away all his shit. So, of course, they would cheer. They threw that nigga Eddie over the tear, though. <laughs> like the cops came through and just lifted him up like it was a fucking royal rumble. <laughs> just, yes. Threw him over the tier, and he still walked back to the uh, to the hole because I, I know they didn't put him in the fucking cage. <laughs> right? Uh, everybody cheered for him. Uh, Mobe's partner comes to see him, and he's happy that she came to see him. But she tells him that her lute- that their lieutenant forced her to come, and I hope she got overtime for that shit. She also says that she fucking is gonna forget about Mobe as soon as she leaves out the cell. Because while she's out there working hard being a good cop, there's motherfuckers like him that keep doing dirt. And Mobe, Mobe fucked up. Yeah. The moment she told you that she was forced to be there, you should have got up and left. You get your ass up and say, I'm sorry you were forced to do that. And you know, my bad. And my walk bad. the fuck away. I I don't, you know, I don't want you to be here if you don't want to be here. And like I don't want to force nothing on you. I don't want like I'm just gonna I'm gonna go back and thank thank you for coming. I understand that you're forced to be here. We good. But then you like you wanted to like sit there and and like chop it up with your homie, but she ain't your homie no more. She told you from the jump she was forced to be there. And anything that happened after that was not gonna be what you wanted, dog. So get up and walk away. He couldn't do that, and then he got his heart broke. That nigga was out there in front of her, down on his knees, begging, basically. And she was looking at him like, why the fuck are you still looking at me? And he literally went full on Tyler, the creator, like this and shit. Are we still friends? Can we be friends? And she was like, nah, nigga, and tell the lieutenant that I was here. I need my overtime. Right? This happened, but we're never. 
we are never, ever, ever. And I'm like, why the fuck do you care so much when you won't even talk to your wife and kid? You are so worried about your fucking partner loving you. But where are your wife and kid at? What you think, Brandon? With this one, my issue was mostly that, you know, she went on this tangent about good cops and bad cops. And I was like, she's absolutely right. Except she doesn't realize that, you know, you're never going to, no matter how good you are, it's going to be 10 of them motherfuckers out there fucking it up for you. Yep. Also, he should tell Augustus, yeah, she's a she's a cop. You should, you were right. You were right. Just Augustus already closure. knows. He already Augustus already knows because apparently he knows every fucking body in, in the, the world, world is related to or has something directly to do with Augustus. Return to Oswald. We'll be back after this brief break. Hey guys, this is Ben. And I'm Karen. All you do is read about crime. If you have serial killer posters in your bedroom. If you're hiding newspaper article clippings under your bed. Looking at you, Karen. Don't be concerned. We share your compulsion. Join us, Ben and Karen, husband and wife team, as we delve deeper into the mind of serial killers. Dive into the darker side of humanity, but from the safety of your own couch. You can find our website... CrimeandCompulsion.com Find us on Facebook Crime and Compulsion Find us on Instagram Crime and Compulsion Podcast Find us on Twitter At Crime Compulsion Find our episodes wherever you get your favorite podcast streaming from So 2021 is upon us And instead of flying cars and monkey robot butlers We have a pandemic We have media and making every little annoying twit of a child think they're going to be the next famous celebrity because they did some stupid trend they've seen somebody else doing nine million times we have people that are self-entitled and stupid and given a voice through social media constantly whining about how everybody else is the problem and how everyone else needs fixings we have celebrities lecturing us about how we have to give more so we can elevate everyone to a better life from the security of their seven-bedroom, multi-million-dollar estates. Have politicians lying to us that they're going to fix the situations we're in that they created in the first place. And then we've got me having the conversations that a lot of us are thinking, but nobody's talking about, because these things have to be said. I had to say at the podcast, available wherever you get your podcast fix or at www.ihadtosayapodcast.com. Why don't you come listen to what I've got to say? I'm John. And we host the Beard Owl Podcast, the podcast where we talk about two of the greatest things in the world, beer and Weird Al. And a bunch of other stuff. That's right. Do you like nostalgia? Do you like sibling banter? Do you like beer? Do you like Weird Al? Are you human? If you answered yes to any of those questions, give us a listen. Become one of our loyal commenters. Hi there, I'm Megan. And I'm Danielle. And we are Crime and Roses. We are a true crime and bachelor franchise recap podcast. Yeah, we're both. We are two Georgia attorneys watching and recapping all things bachelor just for you. 
So we're talking Bachelor, Bachelorette. Bachelor in Paradise, Winter Games, Summer Games, all the games. Basically any show that ABC comes up with and forces us to watch. And then we'll release a true crime episode connected to what we've seen on the show that week. So if you don't like true crime, we have The Bachelor. And if you don't like The Bachelor, we have true crime. And if you don't like either... We're probably not the podcast for you, and that's okay. So, if you're into one of those things, both of those things, come check us out as we combine our two favorite things into one-stop listening shop for you. So find us on your favorite podcatcher and on social media at Crime and Roses, and email us at crimeandroses at gmail.com. Bye! Love you, mean it! Hey, y'all. This is Derek. We want to thank y'all so, so much for taking time out to listen to this show. What we'd like for you to do right now, wherever you're at, is screenshot your phone, iPad, or whatever you're listening to the show on, and send it to us on Twitter at Return to Oswald. We'll retweet it to everybody and show that you're a part of the family. Also, if you'll be so kind as to leave a five-star review wherever you're listening to this podcast at, and subscribe and follow... We'll greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much, and back to the show. So the next thing that happens is that you'd ask Hughes to play some cards, and Hughes is like, not with you. I'm not a cop. I'm a political prisoner. And he tells you, you're a dead man. And Hughes is like, is that a threat? And Hughes is like, it's not a fucking valentine. Which was it near Valentine's Day? Like, what? But anyway, you just like, well, you're still lying there, which is why you're a fucking punk. You don't even want to get it up with. Is that the fucking dad from the Brady Bunch? That's what I thought I initially. I don't think so. He looks he looks like him, though. The, uh, they got from the Brady Bunch movies. Yeah, yeah. The dude who was like, hey, hey, Peter. What's happening from office space? That's that's who he looks like. I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. So then the next thing that happens is a bunch of bullshit. One of the uh, refugees, Yong Ying, um, Morales thinks that he's trying to put a curse on him. Yong Ying goes to see Leo and tells him, ready or not, that Morales and Pancamo killed Gihu. Uh, Leo asks for proof and he doesn't have any. And so they just push that to the side. And his interpreter tells him that Kian Min is coming to Oz. He's the one who, who's the blame for all the misery that they've gone to since getting on the boat in China, because he's the one who provided the boat in China. Right. Obviously, obviously, Glenn knows that Supreme Allah did not do this because he's out. Mm-hmm. Because it was all put on Supreme Allah. You mean Burr? He's. No, remember the, the Supreme Allah was uh put in for those hold on wait. Yeah, he was put in jail for the I'm talking about, I'm talking about different for... murders. This is, okay. this is different yeah, murders. no different murders. That's me. Yeah, this, I mixed up I mixed is, up the this murders. Is Burr's murder. Yeah, Burr's um, murders. And so he goes in there and tells him basically Burr didn't do this and, and Leo's like, Do you got proof? And he's like, No. And he's like, Well, anyway, uh Ken Min is coming to Oz and uh Young Heen wants to talk to him and promises not to harm him and um we're just gonna call him yeah uh was convicted on february 2nd 2001 for possession and and distribution of a controlled substance he sentenced to 15 years but up for parole in five 
Also, what I noticed is that that thing where they had the inmates stand their own time and name and all that shit, that was a blip because they don't do that anymore. Uh, Yang Yin goes to see Jia Kian Min, who's played, this is important, played by the same dude who played a dancer in Sister Act 2. These are important roles, people. I need you to know this shit. Anyways, Yang Ying wants Yia to kill Morales, which, okay. And then right after he sets him up to kill Morales, he's the only one in the States who actually did something in the States and will be sentenced there. All the refugees get sent back to China. Supreme Allah is out of solitary. Uh, he says, what's up to Burr? And Burr doesn't like him. Uh, turns out, not a no fucking where for no fucking reason, by the way, that Supreme Allah snitched on Augustus, and that's the reason why Augustus is not only in Oz, but is also in that wheelchair. Sure. Right? He did it to get out of an old warrant. Right. He just They all just know each other. Exactly. They do know this each other. This whole time Augustus has been here, he never said he knew Supreme Allah. Yes, he did. No, he did. He said he knew. He, catch he him. said it when he when he walked in. He said he he knew catch him. He didn't know Supreme Allah, but he knew catch him because he was a corner boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was a corner boy for Burr. Mm-hmm. And then he and then he kind of he kind of alludes to his connection to Burr in this episode too. So Augustus was a drug dealer. Yes, that's I mean okay. that's why they came and got him. <laughs> but, and so. That comes to a head later, too. Chucky and Morales go and talk to Supreme Allah, who's mad about Burr dissing him. Uh, go to talk to him about getting him getting into the drug game if he kills Burr. Burr, it's cold in here. There must be some haters in the atmosphere. I said, oh, yo, yo. Ice, ice, ice. They said Burr enough. It just got stuck in my head at some point. Anyways, fuck you guys. Supreme talks to Augustus in the shower. And wouldn't you know, he says he didn't set Augustus up for the cops to come and hit him with that sting. So Augustus says it is bullshit. And this nigga rolls up on our lawn. Oh, like no, no, no. Supreme, Supreme, says, Supreme says twice that it's bullshit. He says it is bullshit twice. So then. Augustus says it's bullshit, huh? And this little nigga rolls up on Allah like he's a fucking Autobot or something. Like, literally rolls up in his wheelchair like he's gonna do something. But Supreme must have heard what I said earlier, because he punted that nigga like a baby bouncing in kickball. And then tips his wheelchair over and stomps the shit out of him. He he deserves all this shit. I don't give a fuck about what happened with Supreme Allah. He deserves this shit because of because of Jackson. He deserved that shit because of Jackson. Justice for Jackson, nigga. That nigga hit him with a slow roller and he just a bink. Yeah, it's like, what were you gonna do? You were trying to take out his motherfucking shins, nigga. Like, what did you think he was gonna do? The nigga literally lowered his head as he rolled his wheelchair up on him. What are you gonna do? You're not getting speed in a six foot war in a six foot room. Oh my god! What was your plan, Bob? What were you gonna do, Bob? It didn't make any sense at all. Oh shit! It was great, Brandy. You got thoughts on that nigga getting rolled up on? <laughs> Everybody <laughs> get to <your> roll on. <laughs> I. Uh, I don't know what he was thinking. 
a naked fight in a wheelchair does not seem like a good idea at all. Even if you know it worked out, you got you got double. You got the guy trying to hit you. You got metal sharp objects on your naked body. That nigga. I don't want no parts of that. That nigga must have had fucking bone crusher in his head. So I'm outside of the club, and they think I'm a punk. That nigga rolled up like I never scared. Like all of these shanks and stuff that stuff that he's showing us that's in the arm. I thought he actually had one in the armrest of his chair. Exactly. Well, see, this is why this 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 is why we know that these characters are separate. Mm. Which is why we know that he was talking to him through the computer. Are you willing to confirm that now? No. (sighs) Me too. Right. So Burr rolls up on Allah. And he says he didn't touch Hill, but he did kill Craig Daniels for laughing at him. He said he got what he deserved. That was random, but okay. I mean, that's the reason why he's there. I know it is, but still. I killed a man for laughing at me. Is this show, the goal of the show is to tell me that people who go to prison are are actually terrible. But it's uh, but it's also like laughing at me while you're while you're taking my money while we're gambling. Laughing at me during a crap game is cause for death. Yeah, the only person on this show is not portrayed as just a horrible human being is fucking uh, Beecher. Yes, Beecher is portrayed as somebody who is a product of the system that he was put in. Yeah, but everyone else is. They are there in the fucked up system, but they're fucked up. Yes. Mm-hmm. So so somehow, I don't remember how, but uh, Keller overheard Allah talking to Burr or talking to, uh, yeah, talking to Burr, because I guess they were all in the library together. And so Keller tells Ryan that Allah knows that they killed Brown and Shamin. Was that his name? I don't fucking know. He was random. And Ryan says, he doesn't know that I did it. So Ryan goes to talk to Allah to see what he really knows. And I just want to stop real quick and ask y'all if y'all notice a fucking seven foot tall nigga that was walking in the background of like three or four scenes during this episode. No. That was a nigga who's literally as tall as the fucking door frames. Walking in the background, listeners, around 36, around 36 minutes, when Keller goes to talk to, or yeah, when Ryan goes to talk to Supreme Allah in the computer room, there's a dude walking in the background just talking to people. And he looks like he's at least seven foot one. He's taller than the door frames. Just walking around, big black dude. You can't miss him. He's what every white person describes the cops to the cops as a suspect. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. I meant it though. So, anyways, Supreme Allah tells uh, Ryan that he had a lot of time to think while he was in the hole, while he was in solitary. And what he came up with was that Oz, he said, I'm not good at addition. I'm good at subtraction, though. And what I came up Holy with. Holy shit, was, that's a big ass nigga, dog. Like, told I, you yeah. so? Yo, that is a, that's a big dude. I pulled this shit up. And holy fuck, that's a big nigga right there. And they don't reference him at all. Nobody mentions him. Nobody talks about him. But there's just this big ass nigga. He is like a clear two feet taller than almost everybody else that he's interacting with. 
it don't make no goddamn sense <laughs> who this dude is. And you just see him walk up and he's just there, just he's towering fresh. above everybody else. Yeah, just there, just dabbing somebody. Like Shaq in. was like, yo, can I get in? Can 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 I get in on this real quick? Well, well fuck it. Since we're here or something. No, I sat in solitary, plenty of hours already. Hey, that's the same part I'm on. Put two and two together. Hmm? That's the same part I'm on. Shemin and Brown plus Kellen O'Reilly equals me almost on death row. Hmm. Oh. You had it wrong there, cuz. Well, addition never was my best subject. Always favored subtraction. Let me see. Oz minus Keller and O'Reilly equals justice. Say that with me, people. Oz minus Keller and O'Reilly equals justice. That sounds like some Batman shit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I am the terror that flaps in the night. <laughs> I know math, but only subtraction. I am supreme Allah. Also, somebody should ask that big nigga to throw somebody over a tier. I feel like he could have thrown like three niggas over at the same time. Right. So now Keller wants him dead. Hold on. What um, was his math again? What was his math again? Uh, Oz minus Keller and O'Reilly equals justice. <laughs> right. Which really does sound like something that a lawyer would have up on a billboard. Me plus you plus the truth equals justice. We don't take any money until we win. Sorry, he was doing Scott Steiner math. Oh my God. Scott (laughs) Steiner math is the best math. That absolutely sounded like a wrestling promo. Oh my God. Scar, have you heard the Scott Steiner math promo? Not that I, not that I can think of. Oh my god! Oh my god. Hold on, hold on. I'm playing it. Play. I don't give a fuck that it has nothing to do with this. We're doing this. You know they say all men are created equal, but you look at me and you look at Small Joe, and you can see that statement is not true. See, normally if you go one on one with another wrestler, you got a fifty-fifty chance of winning. But I'm a genetic freak, and I'm not normal. So you got a twenty-five percent at best at beating me, and then you add Kurt Angle to the mix. Your chances of winning drastically go down. See, the three-way at sacrifice, you got a 33 and a third chance of winning. But I, I got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me and he's not even going to try. So, Small Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance minus my 25% chance and you got an eight and a third chance of winning at sacrifice. But then you take my 75% chance of winning if we used to go one-on-one and then add 66 and two-thirds percents, I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning at sacrifice. See, Joe, the numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for you at sacrifice. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, was his, was his numbers correct, though? It sounded like his numbers were correct until that last part. 75 plus 66 does equal 141. 
66 and two thirds equals 141 and two thirds percent chance of me whooping your ass. <laughs> his math was right. That's the crazy thing. He sounded like an absolute bad man, but his math was right. He said, because Kurt Angle can't beat me and he ain't even going to try. <laughs> right. So he don't even count right now. <laughs> Advantage <laughs> me. <laughs> Advantage That's the me. best thing of all time. Oh I God. think I think I have heard that before, but it was like I heard it at work, and like you know, be like I'm not paying that much attention. Somebody shared it or some shit like that. But yeah, that that that's supreme out loud. Oh, it really is. I'm not even worried about Keller because he can't kill me. He ain't even gonna try. <laughs> yeah. So nobody has asked him what today's mathematics were. <laughs> so you subtract him from Oz, and that equals justice. How does that equal justice where the main offenders of all of this are the hacks, bro? Like can't do nothing t- about the hacks, though. You take you take out two two other prisoners that you barely have any connection to at all. How does that equal justice? I don't know, but it had Keller shook enough that he went to Burr and offers any assistance he may need to get. Supreme all out the paint. You said Keller that was um O'Reilly. He did? I thought it was Keller that went to him. Nope. Oh, my bad. So O'Reilly goes to him and he's like, yo, I'll offer any assistance you may need. But Burr's like, I don't need no assistance because I ain't going to touch the man. I mean him no harm. So then Keller's like, you know what? I think he's going to take care of it for us anyway. Because he gets on the phone with the guy named Tug. And he's like, yeah, be here on this day at this time. Tug. And we just had this conversation. Like, like we just last, had this Like last episode. Right. About Method Man. Fucking Shamik from Belly pulls up. And in the waiting room of, or in the visiting room of, of Oz, while Supreme Allah is also in there. And this nigga pulls a shank from underneath the table. Here's another thing. Here's another thing. Why is there no fucking camera? Like this kept pissing me off, man. They kept writing these people as the. Why would you, Mister Freeman, go to prison to visit someone to stab someone right in front of everybody so you can get locked up? They mentioned that um, that Method Man's character was the brother of the guy that Supreme. I don't give a fuck. My brother got justice because he's in jail. Yeah. So you but, call, you call somebody in jail to do that shit if you got that kind of connection. Hey, I'm just gonna no, say this real Bird quick. Bird called no, him. He's, he's, it seems obvious. Bird called him. Yeah, and I'm like, yo, you take care of it. You already in there. That's you know who did that. DMX. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do anything to that nigga while he's in jail. You know why? Because he's in jail. Why the fuck you on my line, bitch ass nigga? And then he goes and beats up Keisha. But. You're right, Brandon. There's really no reason for Shamik to show up at fucking Oz from the outside. Oh, so y'all are going to put the shank underneath the table for me, too? Oh, so there's a whole that, setup. So y'all already thing. got the shank. Why and am I my, doing this? Why is there no Why is there no fucking cameras in that place? Why is there no cameras anywhere in this place except for the one time where there should have been a fucking camera and they couldn't find the fucking footage? Where are the fucking cameras actually? All, where are they actually at in Oz? Because you would think that that room deserves a fucking camera. And when when fucking poet says I ain't had nothing to do with that, the I camera would have showed the camera would have showed him pointing to the the spot underneath the table where he grabbed the shank from. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Poet walked up in that motherfucker and was like, see, 
there's a 75% chance that I had that shank, but you got to subtract 74.5% of that chance because y'all ain't got no motherfucking camera in there. So really what we need to be talking about is your lax ass security. <laughs> that is what he said. Essentially. <laughs> he was like, we need to be talking about, don't get mad at me because your folks let somebody bring a shank in from outside. That looks just like my toothbrush. And then Augustus did his whole talk about the, the toothbrush shank. Um, the next thing that happens was fucking weird, and yet it was funny as hell to me, uh, which was Father Ray shows back up out of nowhere, basically, and he's talking to Timmy. Timmy, Father McConnor, where you been? On retreat. Father McConkey says that while I've been away, you've stopped being an altar boy in mass. The Catholic Church is Satan's whore. What? The Pope sucks in the teat of the beast. Rome is the Gomorrah at the New World Order. Where on earth did you hear that? The Reverend Cloutier. At first, when he started preaching, I thought he was a real dipshit. But a lot of what he says makes sense. Mike? That I should convert. Cloutier says if I do convert, there's this Bible college in West Virginia where I can do a correspondence course, get my college degree for free. Timmy, if that's what you want, there are plenty of other schools to choose from before you decide. I could help you. No, that's okay. <laughs> no, that's okay. God be with you. I know Here's I've referenced this, uh, these training videos before. That sounded like a training video. Yes, but here's my problem with this whole situation. You got only the, one. The, the writers' room. I mean, with this, 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 this whole situation between the father and the reverend and all you know, pastor, whatever the fuck you want to call Dylan. Um, pastor Dylan, yes. Okay, so why are they? Why are they at war with each other? And why is Father Makata trying so hard? to save this one soul if that soul is is accepting a different a different tribe of christianity he's still he's still a christian so why are because you because he's to... a scammer you're forgetting that yeah he's, he's a scammer for being a scam he's a He's a yeah. televangelist scammer. But, so but they're beef, that, offends, but they're, that offends the shit out of a, a real priest. But when they have when they're having this conversation, they're they're conversation is not about his scam until the end Yeah, because you can't say that this shit really did hit you me can't. like yo man you claim to be a blood but you weren't your flag on the wrong side a lot of a lot of preachers are scammers can you imagine going to their congregation and being like what's wrong with y'all this thing is a scammer they're gonna be like what do you like creflo dollar has a the whole name is creflo dollar exactly he has a whole congregation today. But, if you're then, trying to get through to him, you can't be like, hey, man, that nigga's obviously a scammer. They're going to be like, no, he's not. Bro, he's obviously a scammer. can't really no, be not. Freflo either. His real no, name got to be Clarence. No, but we, we we really, we always go after them and like Kenneth Copeland keeps skating under the radar because we keep going after the black folks. <laughs> well, Copeland. because the black folks are the ones who are paying attention to this shit. White folks are sitting in a trailer willing all their money to fucking jimmy swaggered and shit and, and joyce meyer and all of those motherfuckers are paid 
out the I'm ass because Joyce Meyer uh, sells out the arena down the street from my house every year. Yep. And Kenneth Copeland has so much money that he conned people into buying him a new jet, invited them to see it, and then do a flyby of those people while he was on his way somewhere else. Like he, they, they weren't allowed to get on the jet. He, because he is a certified pilot, also, and he has a fleet of jets. He, he, he talked them into putting the money down for his new jet. I did not know and, that. And this, and this motherfucker did a flyby. He, you know, like they're they're all like at the hangar, like it's an event, and he did a fucking flyby. How am I supposed to get angry at this? Honestly, you can. If you're that stupid, if you're that stupid, I just want to laugh. That shit is fucking hilarious to me, and, that's, nigga, and that ties it back to this. This nigga flew he by. He's about to do, and he's by, but he can't say to him. He cannot say to him, "Hey man, this dude's obviously a scam artist. Like, what's wrong with you?" Because they basically. You call that man dumb, and nobody wants to be called dumb. So what he's trying to do is say, listen, okay, it's okay if you want to try something different, but like, how about you try something different with someone else? <laughs> Not him. Yeah, more or less. I mean... I don't get the, I don't get the fight over Timmy's soul. I don't either, but the conversation was fucking great. Hello, Reverend. Please be seated. Also, he's treating like an equal. Like, nigga, you an inmate. We're not on the same page here. Thank you, officer. You're not a reverend. You're an inmate. Well, I wasn't here when you arrived, so I thought that now that I'm back, we should meet. Excellent. Although, Father, I must say I was shocked to see how the Protestant population of Oz was being served. I try to do the best I can for everyone. Yes, I'm sure you do. And uh, I'm glad that you're here to help. Which reminds me that I had a discussion with Timothy Kirk. He says he wants to go for a BA. Well, with the right education, he could find the way. Well, see, that's exactly what I wanted to discuss with you. The right education. I don't think that a Bible college is best for him. Where would you prefer he study? With the Jesuits? No, not necessarily, but he's young, lost, confused. I would hate for there to be any undue pressure. He was baptized a Catholic. Went to eight years of parochial education. There were monks in his high school. You don't call that undue pressure. Look, I didn't ask you here for a theological debate. No, that's exactly why you asked me here. You're afraid of losing Kirk to Christ. He already has Christ. <laughs> that is not Christ, that is showbiz on a stick. The fucking televangelist calls the Catholic that. Church a show showbiz on a stick. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Ain't nothing else to say there. You, of all people, you have turned faith into a cartoon. Be careful, Father. Anger, envy, those are two of the seven deadly sins. This afternoon, I will be baptizing Timmy Kirk as a true Christian. You're welcome to attend. Jesus loves his little children. 
I didn't have to play that part. I just love the fact that they got the guy who's saying you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch, to sing Jesus loves little children. <laughs> I thought it was a nigga who sang White Christmas. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Uh, that's you should not give good. your life to Christ. <laughs> I'm not going to let y'all disrespect Boris Karloff like that, okay? Don't disrespect your soul is really dirty, but Jesus can make it clean, Mr. Grinch. By the way, in case you didn't know, Boris Karloff, the person who actually sang that song, was also the same person who played Frankenstein, the first guy, original. Did you ever think about coming to a church and giving your life to Christ? <laughs> I, you know what they would have been better off doing? In that one spot right there, Jesus Christ is my nigga should have been the song. Right <laughs> You're a cold one, Mr. Grinch. The devil's got you in a bind. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, Brandon. I didn't know you were a fan of Boris who? Karloff. Karloff? I'm not going to let you do that. Sorry, I when you said it, I thought about the dude who was in the uh, WWF with the Iron Sheik. Oh, you talking about um, Boris Karloff? No, that wasn't his name. Karloff? No, that wasn't Karloff. Wasn't it? There was a Karloff at some point, right? It was Boris Karloff. No, that was not his name. Okay. It was okay. Uh, no, Karnoff is a Karnoff is the uh the video game with the dude who looks like game. the Iron Sheik. Yes. The dude who looked like the Iron Sheik. That's what <laughs> it was Nikolai Volkov. Nikolai Volkov, thank you. Yeah, Karnoff Karnoff is a nigga who looked like kind of looked like the Iron Sheik in the video game form. So we finally get a chance. Like last week, I thought it was supposed to happen, but Beecher and Schillinger are having their chat. And it starts off really good. But then, in the midst of it, the warden asked for Schillinger to come to his office and uh, tells him that Hank is dead. And this is JK at his finest, in my opinion. Call today from the Massachusetts State Police. A few days ago, they discovered the body of a young man who'd Evidently been dead for several months. A bullet to the back of the head. They checked the dental records and discovered the identity of the victim. Your son, Hank. No. Well, Hank's in Florida. The cops made a mistake. That's possible, but I doubt it. It's a mistake. The cops made a fucking mistake. It's... Hank's not dead. He can't be dead. He... He's got this cute little wife, and they're going to have a baby. Hank is not dead! You hear me? He's not dead! I know your kid was involved in all kinds of shit. I hate this shit. Pimping. So there's any number of people who might want him dead. This is you consoling me? This is me giving you the hard cold <laughs> facts. Your son was murdered. Now somebody's got to pay. And I think that somebody is Beecher. Beecher. How did you get to this? Dude. How the fuck, how the fuck did you make that leap in logic? That's my 
that's my problem with this. It's like your son did not seem like a very good person and he could have possibly pissed off a whole lot of people. But fuck Beecher. Dude, he literally says we did all this stuff to his daughter and to his son and he probably wanted to retaliate. He says all but, that right after. Yeah, but still like that 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 just jump of like your son is a terrible pe- person and he's done a whole lot of things and he probably pissed off a whole lot of people. But you know what? Fuck Beecher. Like, you know what I mean? Like that shit. It's I mean, he could have been involved with anything. You haven't even figured out. You have no idea where the fuck this guy, this your your son has been for months. Who the fuck knows who he came across doing all of this time? Also. But also on top of that. Beecher kind of bit Robeson's dick off. So if there's going to be somebody to die in this situation, I think Beecher always has a and, fast pass. And and Robeson <laughs> has been trying his hardest to get uh, Vern back on the path mm-hmm. because he's been because he's been trying to become a better person and like fuck that better person. And the quickest neighbor. path to salvation for them is through Beecher. Beecher, you know, we kept expecting him to retaliate for Hank killing his son. But nothing happened? Well, that's because he had already taken care of it. We're in Oz. It's a shitload of guys who could arrange that hit. I mean, he's not wrong. I just don't like the fact that Chucky's going untouched with this whole fucking thing. But, you know, that's just me. What you think, Brandon? I, it makes sense to me. I mean, they got beef. So when you got beef, the first person you're going to think is the person you got the beef person with. You got beef with every time. I don't care what you do. Somebody bought you food. That nigga Brandon probably spit in it. Mm-hmm. He would spit in my McDonald's. So now they're gonna kill Beecher's family, and they start with his brother, who Beecher is uh, in the visiting room with his daughter, and his brother for some reason standing outside. I guess because he's the one who drives his daughter to him from. Yeah. Somehow Robeson gets all up on him, all the way to him. Where the fuck are the COs at? And shanks his brother. Yeah. Zero six. Especially with this type of shank, because he's explained what type of shank it was after the fact. It's a fucking bed spring that was that just pulled pulled out and sharpened into a fucking shiv. But like, bruh, like how do you you just walk around? How do you just that ain't making it through no metal detectors? Right. And I figure there's a metal detector or something that they put on before you get to go into the visiting room. Exactly. Because they make everybody, but I mean, that's why I figured that they did the plastic shank the poet brought in because the metal detector ain't going to get it. I figured you just keistered that shit. But a metal one? Mm -mm -mm. Nope. Makes no sense. So Beecher uh, wants his dad to take Holly away and keep her away. To his dad's credit, he's pretty calm about the fact that his son just got shanked in the fucking prison. Yes. Like, I mean, that would have been the moment I don't think where Beecher would have got screamed at. Hmm? I don't think he likes that nigga very much at all. Mike and me, though, like, you just your brother just got shanked because of you. And so his dad, he's like, yo, you gotta take my daughter. You gotta go far, far away. And he's like, you got to explain to her why we're going on this trip. Like, she ain't going to be happy if you just 
if we never see you again. And so he goes and tells her, you know, we're going to see each other again, but not for a while. And I love you and all that kind of shit. And his dad is like, you told her now we can be free and, and run away. But before that shit can even happen, he goes and he tells Keller about what happens. And Keller's like, you got to go kill Vern. What's the alternative? I let him kill me. What the hell does that mean? If I offer to die, maybe that'll end all this. Maybe he'll let my family be. And what are you going to get out of him? A written guarantee? What are my options? We pin Hank's murder on someone else. Who? And then what? Schillinger kills that person? No, I've got enough death on my conscience. I gotta go. No, bitch, Jesus. Come on, just listen to me. Let's just relax, all right? Let's breathe, all right? Think what you're doing. Think it through. I have. My family can't hide forever. If I don't handle this now, Schillinger will destroy them. That's what I'm talking about, handling it. Don't you understand that? All we gotta do is kill Schillinger. And then the Aryans will still kill me. And for all I know, Schillinger's unborn grandchild will grow up and find my grandchild and kill him. No, Chris, this is the only way to do it. I wait, 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 wait. Just let wait, me go. Just wait. Wait. Just wait. Okay. Keller's like, wait, 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 wait. Let's think Colcock. Headbutt. Okay. All right. Who is... So weird. you want me to believe that fucking Schillinger is Carmine Falcone from the fucking Batman that he got so much strings that no matter where you go in America he gonna he's pluck gonna that fucking motherfucker. find you mm-hmm. and kill you. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here. Also, they want you to believe that uh, Keller cold cocked Beecher so hard that Beecher was out for the rest of the night giving Keller time to go and confess to a crime that he didn't commit. I mean, he didn't put that nigga to sleep. Like he put, he laid him on the bed and everything. Like he put, <laughs> folded his arms over his over his <laughs> chest and shit, like the Undertaker. <laughs> like he really put he he knocked his ass the fuck out. He knocked him out the way the kids pass out after they got that first good whooping in their life, where they cried themselves to sleep. You know, I found out. Here's how abusive parents are back in the day. I hope y'all motherfuckers ain't like this. My mom admitted to me that she used to whoop my ass when I wouldn't take a nap because she knew I'd cry myself to sleep and she'd be able to get some peace and quiet to watch her uh, soaps. Family hacks. Parent hacks. Don't try these at home. You'll go to jail. So. (laughs) Parent hacks. Anyways, Schillinger gets told about Keller. And so Schillinger and Beecher... Uh, sit down and finally have their talk. What's your best memory of your son? First time he came up unprompted and hugged me and said, Daddy, I love you. Beecher, I promise not to hurt your daughter or anybody else in your family. See, I want to believe that you are innocent of killing Hank. I want to believe because 
I need to believe in something. Something besides hate. This grandchild is coming. It's my last chance. My last hope. I want this kid to put his arms around my neck and say, I love you. Because See, I never had that before. I am sorry about your son. I'm sorry about yours, too. So they had their moment. Shook hands and it was all over. And then Sister Pete comes and talks to Keller and she's like, you know how you said that you wanted Jesus to choose you? When we talked a couple episodes back, she didn't say episodes, but we're saying episodes. Yeah, God, Jesus, same thing. Do you really want to have the discussion right now? Or do you want to end the show? We can have this discussion or we can go to McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) You hungry? You hungry? We can have this discussion, discussion, or you can have McDonald's and Nintendo. My mom used to buy us Slurpees because she didn't like McDonald's. She did not want it. Um, But she says, God did choose you. And he chose you in the best way because you're lying like a motherfucker. How is that God choosing? Like lying is like. Ain't that one of the rules he 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 don't mess with? She's literally on that God works in mysterious ways sort of shit. And he's like, well. It's weird. I killed four people and got away with all of them. Now I'm going to Massachusetts to confess to something I didn't even do. I guess that's love. And I was like, you know what? That's a love that I don't playing, know if I possess. They should have been playing Mary J. Blige. You abandon me, love don't live here anymore. Or spicy chicken and lettuce and onions. Real love. Oh, yeah. My wife had never gotten a chance to see that crispy chicken uh, commercial before. It gave me a lot of joy to show it to her the first time. Because Mary J is her, that's her girl. So that gave me a great, great time. Anyhow, so he went and he confessed to a crime that he didn't commit while he didn't confess to the crimes that he did commit because science. So now he's going up to Massachusetts and he's probably going to end up serving a life sentence. And then he tells him, Beecher, I'll see you either here or in heaven. And Beecher was like, I don't think either one of us are going to heaven, dude. And Keller's like, the two of us together, there's no way they can keep us the fuck out. And I'm like, that's the end of the episode. Did I miss anything? No, because I took notes. Yeah. So many people got stabbed up and, and sliced up this episode it's just like i get it the you know the whole narrator thing was about shanks but like so many people got stabbed the fuck up in this episode. they should have called this episode shanks for stopping by yep 100 who won the episode brandon uh beecher yeah 
I mean, I can only really see that. Schillinger. Schillinger, bro. For, and that's what I said earlier because he let go of the anger and found that piece. When he finds out that piece was built on a lie. Yep. He's going to find out. Pagamo He's going to find out. Snitch. Right? Because even if... Even if I think Beach is going to tell on himself. Um, I, I don't know the answer to this one, but I don't think he would at this point. It would be nice if he did. No. I think I think he's looking at it like the peace between us is more important than me getting out the truth at this at this point. Are we still friends? <sighs> and if my and if you know if my, if if I believe that my daughter is safe, that's the most important thing right now. I feel that. Because all he had to do was really go tell. All he really had to do was say, like, Keller, Keller is fucking lying. I did it. And I mean, the, the, the real thing about it is, like, when Keller says, you know, I might come back here is 100 percent accurate because, like, neither of them know the details of what actually happened. So how do you tie them? How do you tie them to this? Also, he's going to Massachusetts. We still don't know where the fuck Oz is located at. It's got to be in New York at this point. It's got to be. I'm still saying so. I'm thinking so. First, I thought it was Jersey, but I am definitely leaning towards New York in this motherfucker. So. We didn't get any new reviews, which we should. Y'all should leave reviews at uh, Podchaser or on Apple Podcasts. Um, Where's Jashani when you need him? Jashani is retired, I think. I don't know because I'm not him. Um, But while we didn't get a review, we did get an email. And the email is from Ashanti. And I want to thank them for sending this email in. I greatly do appreciate it. Brandon, you'll appreciate this because this is all encompassing. Scar and I were talking a couple days ago for the listeners. I'm going to tell you about this too. On our hindsight movie reviews uh, feed, which we have a show called hindsight. Um, I put all of our shows that includes return to Oswald, uh, ratchet book club unburdened. Like it is literally a network now of shows. I should really start putting the why so serious shows on there as well, Brandon. Um, but I was like, I don't know if I'm overwhelming people by putting all these shows on the same feed. This email changed that. Ashanti says, Ahoy motherfuckers. For real? Yes. Word. Ahoy, motherfuckers. Matter of fact, let me go ahead and share this screen just so y'all can see it. Listeners, you can't see it. I'm not going to share the screen with you. Stop asking. Are we still friends? Okay. So. Ahoy, motherfuckers. This has become my favorite podcast over the last two months. I especially love the Return to Oswald series and Ratchet Book Club. I'm listening to your review of The Coldest Winter Ever. I read it at 14 years old and couldn't put it down. 
Now at 35, I'm like, damn, winter talk to Jesus. I'm not a fan at all. Are you going to read the follow-up life after death? The answer is somewhere down the line, most likely. Then they continue. Oz is one of my favorite TV shows. Y'all are in the second half of season four, and spoiler alert, the best is past, in my opinion. And <laughs> holy shit. You ain't That's wrong. True. You ain't wrong. I d- yeah, I think I think there's several, there's several jump to shark moments in this show. I think the first one was Adabisi dying. Mm-hmm. I, I dying literally broke me. Like it, it you could take all these random people out the game. I don't care, but there were people that I just expected to be mainstays in this film in this show. It was Adabisi, Saeed. Beecher, Schillinger, and O'Reilly, as far as inmates go, and, and I can Augustus. Tell, and I can tell you with no spoilers that about half of that list is not going to make it. God damn. <laughs> I ain't going to say who, but about half of that list ain't going to make it. From this point on, they're basically trying to replace Adabisi, and they're doing a shit job of it. Old man crooked mouth burretting garbage. <laughs> Mop head poet, garbage. Eddie King, Eddie Kane, hot dumpster trash. And Saeed. Well, y'all will see. Yep, you will. Adabisi took months to plot and take over M City, and Keller and O'Reilly destroyed him in less than a week. Thumbs down. You you skipped it. You skipped the rest. Oh, of I know. The I line. skipped. I know. I skipped the line because it didn't happen yet. I hope that you'll review The Wire, Dexter, and Breaking Bad. I like hearing you guys debate, analyze, and joke during your reviews. You make the workday go by quicker and give me something entertaining to listen to on long drives. Keep up the kick-ass content. Shanti. Those are good shows. I've never seen Dexter or Breaking Bad. What the fuck? (laughs) I think The Wire... And Breaking Bad have been talked through to death for me. Like, I just. Well, we're going to do Breaking Bad at some juncture. Like, at some point. Like, yeah, we'll do uh, Orphan Black before that. We'll do The Shield. We'll do Dexter. We ain't doing Lost. Fuck you. Fuck Lost. Fuck Lost. Scandal. Oh scandal, my god. Scandal. scandal, scandal. You got two seasons, dog. After the first two seasons, just fucking just quit. All like, I'm saying I'm, is after that nigga says you know, what? hold on, hold on. You talking about this show? This season has had like five bad episodes. Worse than anything in scandal. Well, not worse than anything, but I worse than gladly, a lot of scandal. I will gladly I think, watch scandal, Brandon. But scandal scandal is good because that when it starts off, the whole thing is about her trusting her gut. And she's very good at what she does. When she when she has a break and she doesn't trust her gut anymore, I don't trust that shit either. All I'm saying is so this. So why am I still watching this shit? I will gladly watch scandal and discuss scandal, but any time i'm telling y'all out the gate right now anytime huck or papa pope are in the show they are the mvp of that episode yep 100 <laughs> percent. because they gave papa pope lines and huck and like yo i was surprised at huck because that that's motherfucking cuban b you know that's, what i'm saying man that's motherfucking cuban b and like yo he did that shit 
And so, I've always when, wanted to rewatch Scandal, and I always wanted to watch How to Get Away with Murder. I've so never, I've never saw. I've never seen all of How to Get Away with Murder. I made it. I've never the first seen two seasons, and I've never it. seen any of How to Get Away with Murder. Um, but we can definitely the next one we're doing. I can say right now is going to be Orphan Black. And what then the hell is to, that? You'll enjoy it. Trust me. No, no, no. You don't get to pick the next one. <laughs> it's not me. Scar picked it. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, Scar picked it. Yep. It better have been Scar. Nigga, what? I picked good it, stuff. Because you picked Oz. Why are you like bringing Oz. up old stuff? Well, I'm saying you picked Oz, <laughs> so somebody else got to pick the next one. I feel like I feel like I'm about to be sent to the room to cry myself to sleep. Why are you bring it up? But no, yeah, Scar brought this one, and so you could choose the one after that, and we'll okay, just roll fine. through. And I believe that um, Orphan Black is like four seasons, and, and I yeah, have all of them on. Voodoo, it's four. So. It's it's four or five, but it's only ten episodes each. So and they blaze because it's BBC shit. You know, BBC BBC fucking put out Luther and only gave oh, it three yeah. episodes I, in a I, season. I, I may not do Scandal because we'll never be done with that shit. Yeah, Scandal is like 12. The thing about Shonda, no, she I think likes Scandal her seasons and her episodes. episodes. I was going to say, her seasons and her episodes, she like them both. Yeah, but then eventually you get to the part of the season. Oh, no, hold on. To the part of the, the series season, where she does something really fucking stupid, like, is he fucking a ghost? The first season was seven episodes. Oh, yeah. Ep- season two was 22. Season three was... 18. Nope. God damn. Nope. So that's season double. four was 22. Season that's a lot of walking around doing nothing episodes. 22. Yeah, that's that's a lot of episodes. It's a lot of walking around doing absolutely nothing episodes trying to get to the it good take parts. Us four years. Yeah, it the takes three, us four years to get the, through that shit. The three Ashanti mis- uh, mentioned are all cable shows. So, you know, they ain't got no long ass fucking seasons at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we got to stick to things with short seasons. Yeah. Are we putting a cap on it? Is it like 12 is the cap? 12 episodes on average. of a season? I would on say 12 average. on average. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, let's do that. I really do want y'all to see Dexter. I really enjoy Dexter. Was that Breaking a, that's Bad a is fucking show, right? incredible. Yeah. I, I stopped watching Dexter right when it actually got good. I stopped watching Dexter right before the John Lithgow season. Dexter... Nisha made me watch Dexter, and I that's reason number 9,452 that I married her. Now, that's out and, of 68 billion. Also, fucking Virgo. Three, three people from this show playing Dexter. Surprise, motherfuckers. All right, how about this? How Surprise, motherfuckers. Morales plays in it. And, and Dr. Nathan. Dr. Nathan. They all play in Dexter. How to Get Away with Murder has 14 episodes a season. We could do that. So that could be your choice. Yeah, wow. I mean, you got I'm time, though. We got time got, to change yeah, your mind. We got, how many more seasons? Are, this is a good conversation. How many more seasons of Oz do we got? It's like six total. Six. So we're almost done with four. Oh, yeah, we're almost done. Yeah. Let me see how many episodes season five has. Eight. The rest, the other two got eight, right? Eight. Oh, that's it? Yeah, That's this it. is the longest they, season. They, they doubled they up on have, this one. They, they, they all have eight except for this one because they doubled. Oh, damn. So we only got... What episode are we on? 12? 12. So we got four... 13, 14, 15, 16. So we got four more this season. So we got 20 more episodes. Okay. 
Yes, listeners, we are really trying to find our way through Oz right now. <laughs> but thank you, Ashanti, for uh, writing in. We greatly do appreciate it. Fuck um, yeah, man. Y'all can email us. Are we ever going to do Game of Thrones? Fuck you. I hope not. <laughs> I did. I did. I only watched the first season of Game of Thrones. It How is many not, years? If it's not the kind of Game show. of Thrones, is it good to come back to? Because I feel like it ended what two years ago, three years ago. Don't make me. Don't make me bring Shantae in here. Please. I can't go back, dog. I can't go back. I did not like that show. I typically don't like those types of shows. Oh, all um, they had to do was land the plane in that last season. All I they had to do was stick show. the fucking landing. In- they pulled a loss. They 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 were good into that last season. I fucking love that show. I think that show... Turn your light on so you can see my face. I think that show... All I see is your eyeballs while you lying. I see you. I think that show on rewatch, so many people are going to feel so stupid for shitting on that last season. When they go back and binge it, they're going to fucking realize how great that show was. That's what what it's going to be. That brand should have been the king all along? Nah, dog. Because I think binging it is why we realize that fucking... Oz is terrible. True. This was great at the time when we were watching this shit week to week. True. Let me tell you, week to week, we thought this There's shit no was way greatness. people were watching this shit and saw a, a motherfucker. There's no way they said, oh, you know, have introducing a fucking pill that ages somebody 40 years in a day. What a great storytelling in a real world situation. I say, man, if, if they had a pill in Game of Thrones, that shit's fake. I could go along with that. I was also young. got dragons and other shit. Yeah, was it was like young. 2001. We were 21, 22. Watching the shit as an adult does not that. I'm yeah, still enjoying it because I'm invested. Yes, exactly. But this shit, this this episode fucking pissed me off. So basically, you're doing this for the children. <laughs> that's why you're no, sticking with this show. No, I, I, honestly, I'm doing it because I really want to see what's going to happen with Beecher. Schillinger and Saeed. Everybody else, I don't really give a shit about this. And McManus. I, mm. Those are the only four people I actually care about on the show. Yeah. My lips are sealed. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. We do greatly appreciate it. Again, um, 916-633-1537. Uh, return to Oswald at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are Return to Oswald. Uh, if you hit up Return to Oswald, that's... The account is run by me, Rashani, uh, but I immediately tag Scarfinger and that cool blick nerd in any posts that are complimentary of us. Um, did if something see- happens to Schillinger, if I gotta cut you off because I gotta, I have to declare this for the people to understand. If something happens to Schillinger, Beecher, and Saeed, all three of them, before the final episode of Oz, I am calling in sick. You're calling in sick. You better call Tyrone. I'm calling in sick. You better call Tyrone to come in and and pick up your hours, dog. Because I know at least one of them ain't going to make it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, no. One of them don't make it. That's fine. If all three of them don't make it, if all three three of them are gone before the final episode of Oz, I'm calling in sick. Write that down. I, I, I vividly remember how one of them gets got. So, again... Um. Yeah, Brandon's on Twitter as that cool blick nerd. That's BLK. Scar is on Twitter at Scarfinger. I'm on Twitter at Rashani. Thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're gonna holler at you later. Peace. Peace out. 
single simulcast. Don't know my name, you say. Fuck you, Dad!